Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Harlan, and welcome to the Truth Talks podcast. Today, I am joined by an amazing guest, but before I introduce them to you, I want to ask that you please like and subscribe below. That way, we can continue to bring you these incredible stories, and if you're already liked and subscribed to our channel, we thank you for all of your support. Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Harlan, and welcome to the Truth Talks podcast. Today's episode, we are here with Doug McGee. Doug, how are you? I'm doing great, Dr. Mitch. This is going to be quite fun. Uh, you and I got to spend some time together here <coughs> recently at your home. Thank your wife for making the food, and uh, your house is absolutely beautiful. Dog's a little intimidating. Yeah. But, you know, we got through it without getting bit in the whole nine yards. But this is kind of an interesting one. You know, I run a lot of really interesting stories when it comes to perseverance, what people have been through, and we run their story, and it's kind of an individualized. But you are actually a coach. I want to read a little bit about it here. Doug is a thought leader obsessed with challenging himself and others to see life differently so that life can be lived differently. Doug's journey as an entrepreneur, corporate executive, elite athlete, yoga instructor, and healer makes Doug a renaissance man in today's culture of personal empowerment and breakthrough coaching. He believes the work of personal development and self-improvement is a lifestyle choice that continues until our final breath. You know, sometimes you read that, but I actually got to spend time with you. And that was a, it was an interesting, interesting experience for me. Uh, I always look for authenticity. You have that. Yeah, thank you. That, that is one of my biggest compliments I ever give anybody is, is the authenticity of which it was. We're going to talk about what you do, and it's called Realm.Men. That's it, yeah. And I'm going to let you kind of take this away just a little bit. Explain what it is the program uh, entails. Yeah, so Realm.Men is a uh, community. And the way I think the tagline would be, it's adventure for the soul, soul of a man. And um, men, this is part of my journey, of course, right? So right. what I learned is uh, going through some challenging times in my life, I didn't have men to share that with. Um, owning a business, you know, yeah, we have it in high school and college if we're athletes because we have teams. Um, but as we grow older, we get kind of isolated. And so part of my journey, I got slapped in the face a couple times and recognized that there's another way for, uh, for men to go through life. And so um, through about 15 years of that, I recognize that there are four elements in our life. I think they're very important and they're kind of stakeholders. Uh, you know, our professional life is important, right? Our family life is important. Our spiritual life is important. But if we don't take care of our body, then none of that really matters. So those four realms are how I built this. And I built it with a system that actually allows men to do daily work in a game, because love, men love games, right? Gamify yeah. anything, you get to win. It's like a finite game every week and if you if i found that when when men do that work consistently their capacity to handle and their power to to handle the challenges in life that are going to happen anyway right um are, are are more likely to not bowl them over Here, here's something that i thought was interesting so i have some people that i respect and they wanted me to meet you so any, anytime i respect some people highly and they say hey you really need to meet this guy I take that pretty serious. I'm like, all right, what does this guy got that, that is of interest? 
again, we got to share some really personal type of stuff. And one of the things that I tend to see sometimes is one of the guys that really wanted me to meet you, he is an ass-kicking cyclist. And he's telling me how you're kicking his ass. And I'm like, whoa, I got to meet this guy. I got I to gotta, I see what this is all about, right? Yeah. But it also made sense to me because when you take an athlete or you take, you take somebody who's kind of in that, what I'm going to call a little bit of an elevated testosterone perhaps, sure. and then get super vulnerable and says, man, this is where I screwed up. This is where I was isolated. This is where I was at. There's always usually a story before we get to this program and and you shared that intimately with me and, and if you want to share it again that's fantastic but let's just say there was a reason for you developing this program i want to go through a couple things and have you kind of explain them it's not easy life no being a man <laughs> being a man is not life. easy no it's not so tell us what that means when it comes to your program what how do you tell these guys this <sighs> yeah so um where do I start? Um, start with, with being really honest, right? And uh, you've got to open the chamber to your hearts to get honest with ourselves. And men typically are covering up or hiding or protecting, right? So um, how do I tell them? It's like, you've got to stop lying. You've got to stop lying to yourself about who you are and what you want. And of course, that's not me speaking to them. That's me speaking as a product of that in my life. Yeah, because I mean, you were uber successful in business and kind of had it all. I had it all based on the white collar hoax. Yeah. This is what I call it. Which I love that. That's what is exactly what we shared a glass of wine about and talked about all night. And what's interesting is I can relate to it. The guy that was there with us could relate to it. Yep. Pretty much every male I've ever talked to can relate to it, especially when you're doing it at a, at a high level. And, and this is something that I want to, I pulled off an excerpt uh, from some material that you had. <clears throat> this one hit me though, right? Because mm. it's that thing that hits you kind of between the eyes sometimes. But it says, as a business owner and provider, oftentimes I felt alone, like no one else understood the pressures and details in leading and growing a company to become successful. And by success, not only financial, but by an environment and culture for employees and customers to thrive. There's inherent challenges, cash flow, payroll, human resources, compliance, sales, accounting, legal, relationships, business partners. You know, sometimes I'm sitting at my office and it's two in the morning. I basically have two jobs. I still treat and then, and then we do all of this stuff. And I'm sitting there at 2.30 in the morning and, I, and I've had this conversation with myself. Does it matter? Does it only matter to me? Do people see that I'm trying to do something to make them better? Do people see that I'm trying to accomplish something bigger than myself? Is this who you see? Is this who you coach? I, I, part of it, yeah. Um, I think that the, the greatest impact I can make on men is when they get to that point and they haven't burned it down yet. Um, unfortunately, tragedy, drama they hit bottom and then they, they reach out. It's very uncommon for a man to be in that space and be open enough to reach out while they, before they've burned it all down. Which I thought was fascinating when we had our discussion. You and I talked about something. It's a very interesting concept. We were kind of talking about the differences between you, what you and I do. Yeah. And we come to the conclusion, <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy that opens the door, you're the guy that then goes in and, and cleans up the product, right? Yeah. What do you think is the... 
what do you think is the driving factor for people to actually want to open the door? Oh, gosh. You know, at two levels. One, I think, I think it, there's a magnetic pull if people are paying attention. There's like a, a, a screaming of the soul almost, right? I've heard the dark night of the soul, right? Yeah. Um, and that starts to be a reflection back in their family to them, right? Recently, I had a, a call from a, a client who, who now is a client but wasn't, who had been reading my stuff for three years. And he said on his 50th birthday, he was going to contact me, and he never did. Three years later, it's even more intense than what it was three years ago, right? So that's the guy that is willing to do the work before tragedy, divorce, health, cha health challenges, business failures actually occurs. We talked about this guy before, and you better have looked him up, uh, Jordan Peterson. You know, he wrote yeah. the 12 Rules for Life, and he, he really focuses on men too, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of similarity between you two, but by the way, that's another huge compliment, right? Uh, I'm a big you. fan of Jordan Peterson. There's this kind of this common theme that he talks about, and it is that we are stubborn. Um, we're, we're a little bit egotistical at times. We, we, need, we need to find that open door, and it seems like to me with men, it's a lot of you almost got to hit that rock bottom or something's got to get really ugly, really tough. And I know that that actually happened to you. Yeah, it did. Let's go through that just a little bit. Beautiful. So um, before um, the story that I told you, something else even started. So let me start with that. There you go. Okay. So um, 2000, so that's 21 years ago, I began this journey of waking up. And it came as I was actually mowing the lawn. Um, I was at this property that we owned outside of Parker, two and a half acres, unobstructed view of the Rocky Mountains, um, swimming pool, pond, you know, awesome wife, owned a business. And, I, and it, was, it was a like maybe a Thursday night in August. I remember there was a hot, sunny, the sun was setting. And I, I started to take the, the bag of the grass off to move it into the pasture and just dump the grass. And I came back and I looked up at this house and I thought, this sucks. And there was an expletive before that. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you can feel it you right now. You can say it in here if you want. We're good with it. But yeah, I think everybody got it. It was, it was like deep down. So that was the beginning. And I started to unpack. And... Uh, we could spend a long time on this, but basically I, I, I had a wound without um, being, being raised without a father, and it was hard. Athlete in college and high school, there was no one ever there. I'd be embarrassed to go to re uh, award ceremonies because I didn't have a father to, to sit there with me, and that was starting to open, right, because I had the balls to go into it, and it was scary. And it, it, it came about where I finally reconnected with my father after 31 years of never knowing him. And it was a call that was that simple to make. But it took the courage to do that. And the, the, the concern for my mother who raised me and what kind of can of worms I would open in her life. And so when I started unpacking all that, Dr. Mitch, some other shit came out and some unhappiness that I had about my relationship and the, the things I was blaming on other people, my business partners, my wife. I was a victim. But I think it's all part of the process, right? Yeah. 
And I didn't have someone like me or Realm to speak into. I was, I was on an island, or I felt like I was on an island. So I had some transgressions. I had an affair. I, I wanted to quit my business. I wanted to move to some island and just sit there. And I got to a point um, at, the, uh, at the base of the affair where I was so shameful and so full of guilt that I just, it was like, I'm done. There's no reason to, to, I'm just, I can't face it. And I got to believe that that happens to a lot of men. And I sat there on the floor of my house on a Saturday after November, after, after Thanksgiving in 2004 and just bawled. And I was on my knees. And anytime I've ever been on my knees that much, it's a surrender moment. And from that point forward, I've rebuilt my life. I've reinvented my relationship with my wife. We now will be married 29 years this upcoming February. Wasn't easy, right? Um, Some trust challenges. Uh, She's an extraordinary woman. I'm grateful to be with her. I reinvented my professional life. Um, And that's what's driven me to serve and support men because I figured it's probably not only my deal. You know, here was what was interesting when we were when we were sitting at the house. Um, which, by the way, I, I want to do that more often. That was that was good. Number one, you serve really great wine. It's <laughs> a beautiful home, so it's fun. The the realness of which you brought it, right? I just loved it that you went to the bottom in vulnerability and then just started working step by step up. I personally like that approach, and mm-hmm. I and I think that realm is is going to be amazing for people. Quite honestly, what would it be like if every male just went through realm is what I would think about, right? Cool. Yeah. Even, even if you don't think you have these issues, even if you're not there, it just opens up this incredible self-healing type of thing. So that's a, that was one of the first observations that I made. The second observation that I made is when it hits somebody in the core like your own story, I don't know if people have that story, a lot of coaches that are out there. Uh, I've seen it a lot. People have ideas. How can I help men? How can I help men? How can I help business? How can I help this? There was a realness to you that I'm sitting there thinking, this is what men need to experience. And, and I know I've touched on it a few times in different aspects of my career and my life where I felt empty too. And you're looking up and you're thinking, man, is this all worth it? Am I killing myself for nothing? What am I doing here? And that vulnerability that you showed out there that night i was like how do we get more people in into realm.man that's that's the thing that i really want to push for today i also want to talk a little bit about this thing called community i want to draw that into a little bit of how we had that conversation when we were sitting there i felt like it was a community there was only three of us that were having this conversation but we were all talking, we were all sharing, and we all came around to the same conclusion. Is that what you tend to find when you talk about community? Relatability, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, people relate. And it won't be the same uh, experience, but it'll, it'll, it'll have a, rel- a relevance to, this, to a similar experience. Exposure, um, protection, um, you know, authenticity. Like there's a freedom and a liberation that occurs but it's not what we're taught. It's not the paradigm. It's not the indoctrination that, that men get, right? How could it be? Yeah. Our parents might, you know, learned it differently. The, the thing that I really enjoyed that we were talking about is there was a ton of vulnerability, but there was still a lot of masculine. 
That is something that I saw too. That I was like, <laughs> man, I really like this a lot. And I and I know it's about you know you're you're big into cycling and, and incredibly good at that. But I I liked that you could take a male, strip him down as as vulnerable as you can get, but there's still a masculinity there. Like you you're in your underwear, you're fully exposed, but you're kind of beating your chest at the same time. Like I'm going to hate this thing. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I thought that's magnificent how you do that. Well, I think it's the experience. First of all, it, it it's not natural. Right, we talked about human nature a lot. Yes. So I don't think it's natural. Uh, I think it's 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 an experience that is learned over time, like a dimmer switch. You know, you you get a little bit more open and, and you feel the the freedom and the liberation. You know, I've 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 often said that the most powerful man in the room is the man who has nothing to hide. Right. I mean, just just think of that. Walking into a room and you have nothing to hide, nothing to protect. You can't be touched. There's something else. I dug deeper. I kept digging deeper on this because I, I really wanted to show why this is different. And one of the things that I saw in there is so many times people go to seminars or they go to a, a, an event and you really get charged. Yeah. Man, you go home yeah. and those first five strips of grass that you mow, you're like, all right, this looks good. But then you still look at the house <laughs> and be like, oh, shit, this effing sucks, right? Right, right. Yours isn't like that. This is also built on longevity. This is a big process. Tell us about that. Thank you. Uh, so I've, I've done the seminars, and I've had the experience of the rubber band effect. Stretch, boom, half, you know, half life, right? And you're still open, right? So there, there's value in them. But I, I recognize that the continuation, the sustainability of that wasn't really what I wanted. I, I wanted a community that could hold me and others accountable to do the work every day. And so when, when I put Realm together, I put it based, to get, based on um, community, consistency, a commitment, accountability, and then actually doing the work. Because concepts are great, but until they're integrated into life, it doesn't matter. How many books have, have I read that you, know, you get insights, but you never integrate it in life? The real work is when it's integrated. And so um, I have a, a, a belief that, first of all, we have to learn it. And I can't remember, I was reading on your website, it's learn it, live it, give it. Who, right. Well, that's one of your guests. Right, right? Yes. Mine yes. is learn it, live it, lead it, and then love it. Like, I love alliteration. So right, we'll right. with all four L's. Um, so that's it. That's the consistency of doing the work so that you just don't roll backwards to your previous behaviors over a period of time. And it is a lifestyle. It's not a one-off. It's a consistent, um, sustainable lifestyle in a game where men get to hold each other accountable to do the work. Once you learn the technology, it's now it's, that, that's the game. You know what I really like about you is, and this is a term that I was thinking about when I was going to do this today, it's a powerful humbleness. Hmm. And, you know, again, you're not going to come out on stage with 60 people clapping their hands and getting everybody fired up, jumping up and carrying it on. It's actually about doing the real work and, and about really getting busy right away. And I noticed that was another thing that just kind of struck me as I met you was a, a powerful humbleness. And I think for men, that's, those are, I think that is exactly what you just said. It's our greatest strength. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Thank you. And um, I feel it. I get, the, the, the one who shouts the loudest doesn't necessarily have the, the greatest power or access to power. It's usually the one with the least. Yeah. So here's the other thing I, I want to kind of go down. Um, I've actually had 
people that I've, I've talked to that do a lot of coaching. And there seems to be this kind of area where all of a sudden they become the expert and they're no longer the student. That's another thing that I noticed about you there is you're still the student and you enjoy <laughs> teaching, but you enjoy learning. How does, uh, how does hearing these people's stories affect you and keep you motivated to do this? Well, first, I almost want to throw up because of much of this industry and the coaching industry is about advice. And who am I to tell someone else how to live? Like, it, it, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. You know, so I built this based on experience and, and, and access for people to figure it out themselves because I have my answers you have your answers. Everyone has their answers. If they slow down, have uh, some technology to actually go in and, and identify it, right? Have it be revealed. So now, since I've kind of puked in that, <laughs> what was your question again? <laughs> well, that, that's exactly where I wanted to go. That's what I think makes this so special. It, it is the idea that you're continuing to learn and pass that information oh, for right, people right, to right. find their own real. But here's what, you know, there's a lot of tickers that are on your website and how people have changed your life. The thing I always like to ask a question, though, of the teacher or of the coach is, how do these stories keep changing and impacting your life? I get 10 times more back from the people that I work with than I give. So I am filled up. The more I pour into it, the more I get back. 100% equivalently 24-7, 365. So... If that's a formula, I'm going to pour more in. You know, I think a lot of people just, they don't really understand that. And, you know, that again, if you go to the greatest speakers, that's your, you know, it's going to be your Tony Robbins. That's going to be yeah. your Gary V's. And these guys talk about, it too, the more you give, the more you get. Um, what I like about this approach uh, above a lot of them is the realness. And and um, that that I think is one of the the biggest experiences in my life has always been the people who are most real with me, I learn the most. I want you to do this, because this is one of my favorite things to do with people who do interviews. Give me that one, one client that you were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. I know it's a tough question because everybody's like, dude, I got like a 500 well, of them. But it's, here, it, it's actually one of my first clients, uh, which is ironic. A man who, I'll keep it as short as I can, who was accused of abusing his, his two daughters. His, his wife was a, uh, a district attorney and knew the system and um, wanted out of the relationship. And he went through over half a million dollars of legal fees to prove himself innocent, separated, divorced, right? Um, lost his relationship with his daughters, um, developed a liver cancer. Now, liver in the Chinese world is about hate, mm -hmm. right? Well, who wouldn't have that in their life, right? Yeah. So healed miraculously, incredible faith. Um, I was coaching him, and I asked him to write his ideal scene for his partner, his life partner, because that's what he wanted was a family. It was removed from his life, and he was going to recreate it. And he did that. Two years later, he called me and said, I'm, I'm in um, my, I, 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 the, the treatment has worked, but I need, a, I need a liver, right? I need a transplant. Oh, and by the way, I've met a beautiful woman. And I sent him his ideal scene that he had written for me, and he had forgotten about it. And it was exactly the woman that he had met. 
almost to the T, and he just started bawling. Now, the other part of this is that she was the only match for his liver. And she, trans she gave him part of her liver. And they're both living an amazing life in, in an island. And it's a miracle. They, they call that divine intervention, I think is what they call it. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's what's, uh, here's what's funny, because as you're, as you're telling me this story, and this is why we do what we do here. Hmm. When you're telling me this story, uh, I got a good friend of mine. He's going through this very similar situation. Um, obviously, they got a divorce. It was an ugly situation, but he actually has his daughters, and, and, uh, but he's going through all the CFI and all these different things. And he came into my office uh, literally a couple days ago, and he says, Mitch, I'm being tore apart at my core. Mm. And I said, what are you doing? And he says, where does anybody go to figure this out? This is why we're here today. Yeah. And I mean, that's just one story that you share with me that I had a connection with yeah. a guy going through the same thing. Yeah. I think most men go through very similar problems. You have a program to help. Tell us how people can get a hold of you. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. I'll, I'll just dial out my phone number, you know, because I, I have a personal connection with everyone at this point. I can manage that. Um, or an email, right? Yeah. So uh, my, my website is, is www.realm.men. Yep. <laughs> it is not realm.com, it's realm.men. Yes. And my phone number is 303-668-3720. And how hard is it for people to get in and get started? If they're committed, it's not hard at all. If they're interested, it's probably pretty hard. Yep, so they fill out a form and, and you give them a call. Is that how this yep, goes? Yep, they'll complete a, a questionnaire and then I have a personal interview with them and um, we take them through a 90-day initiative and that's where the gates open. And it's an ass kicker. I mean, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. So it's there to change. It's there to make change um, that's true for them. That's the thing. This is not me imparting shit into their world. This is them revealing through a system their truth. So tell me this as we wrap up this segment, which I'm, I'm, I was so excited to have you on here because this is, um, this is something that men need bad. Mm -hmm. and, and I think obviously the men who know they need it, need it. But I think the men that don't know they need it, need it. And uh, I think if you feel like you're struggling <laughs> with anything, it, it's time to get on the website and go check it out. Give me, wrap me up with this, though. Tell me if you were speaking to all the men out there. Real quick synopsis. What are the warning signs that you, you, you need help? You put your head on your pillow at night and you can't sleep. Frustrated. You're triggered. Um, by your wife asking you a question, you're worried and anxious, um, you're heavy, you've, you've allowed alcohol or some other sedative to mask your feelings, like it's okay. There's help. There's help. Doug McGee, I tell you what, I'm, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming into this studio. Well, it's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for that. Um, I, I, do want, I do want men to go out, um, take the first step, which is looking you up. Yeah. And if it feels heavy on your heart, feels like it's in your mind, all the warning signs you just said, if you're feeling them, I want you to go check it out. And, and if you're feeling that, sign up. You know what? There's, what, what do they always say? Um, 
at the end of the day, we all die with nothing. It's just <laughs> departing from a little bit of money and maybe gaining your entire self back. Yeah. So I thank you for everything you've done. Your story is amazing. It's powerful. And yet you turned that into helping others. And I think that's honorable. I think it's amazing. Um, and I hope we have a whole lot of people look you up. Thank you, brother. Thank Appreciate you, you, man.